Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 323 on Tuesday, the 21st of April, 2020. Too many 20s in there. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And in a week where Alan has applied all the stickers in the world to his radio-controlled Yaris, we'll be discussing how zero emissions is a fallacy, we fix an emission... And we learn how to shoot from a moving car. And anyone who says we don't give proper consumer advice will hear from our lawyers in the morning. (laughs) Are you going to write the cease and desist or will I? Yes, something like that. (laughs) I'll just use the last one I wrote, huh? Yes, quite. (laughs) Follow-up is the news that Volkswagen has reached settlements with 200,000 of the 260,000 claimants on a German class action lawsuit that was brought on the back of, obviously, Dieselgate scandal. There are some that have possible payouts of between 1,350 to €6,250 per car, and they've been allowed an extension on that to the 30th of April. However, in all of this, Volkswagen is adamant that there is no legal basis for the consumers in Germany to seek compensation due to differences in law. So they've paid them to just get them to shut up and go away. Yeah, which I can understand. I still, as like Volkswagen, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're getting compensated for. I don't really think they should be. I just think it's, it's um, yeah, I think that there's They've tried it of- on and got away with it. Yeah, basically. And I think it's going to happen in in this country as well that they'll people will get a payment of some form, mm-hmm. even though they've lost out in no way, yeah. shape, or form. Just stop it dragging on any longer. I can yep. understand. I can understand Volkswagen side in that too. I'm curious why the other sixty thousand the the other sixty thousand didn't didn't get anything. Well, there's, there's twenty one thousand still to be. Sorted. Ah, sorry, pardon me. Yes, uh, it's and still then being there's reviewed. another thirty nine thousand that. I'm not sure where what's happened mm. there. You did live maths. That's quite scary. I did, and I'm going to have to go for a lie down now. So, can yes. you tell us? Can you tell us about why uh, cars may be banned from the roads? <laughs> oh, it's because of the big news story, isn't it? They're trying to make it easier for councils around England to be able to close roads, uh, at least temporarily. He says, wiggling his hands in the air, the word temporary, and in order to aid social distancing. The idea being that, of course, you can close thoroughfares to traffic or to the majority of traffic, and that gives people more space to go out and carry out their hour or so of of government-authorised walking, cycling, whatever, to keep yourself fit and mentally soundish. Yeah, it's also to do with allowing key workers to get to work using a more active transport so bikes and walking so it allows them to use the roads whilst keeping the two meters distance and not necessarily having to use public transport of course because that's that's the big challenge there is is the space with other randoms but when the roads aren't being used as much it makes a lot of sense my grumble at the minute is round here people on bicycles on the pavements yes that is that is dull there is nothing on the road Cycle on the bleep, bleep, bleep road, please. Having said that, though, today when I went out for my mandated exercise, uh, I did notice a lot of cars. Really, it was almost like normal traffic, and I was very surprised. Here it is. It's like that occasionally, but only for maybe half an hour at a time. 
because of course I'm beside the industrial estate, lots of food processing factories around me. I mean, all the others are closed, but all the food processing ones are pretty much running. There seem to be fewer people. I think they're running fewer folk mm-hmm. per shift, but they're, they're still running 24-7. So around about shift, sh- shift changeover time, it's still, there is a small, there is more cars, but nothing like the normal. I can't speak tonight, but nothing like the normal numbers. Yeah, my one real concern with this idea, and because I, 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 I think it's a great, I think it's a good idea, and I think if mm. we can keep people safely apart from each other, then why not? But is if people see this and then go, brilliant, let's keep it going when whatever we decide normal is is back. Uh, when that comes is, in, is that necessarily a bad thing though? But depends how it's, as ever, how any of these things are implemented, isn't it? Yeah, it does. As we've seen with the car bans or charging for ULES zones, there is a wide variety of people being able to understand how life works. Varying levels of competency are being applied to it, and that will probably happen here as well. That's my concern, because I've walked much more than I, I was before, because I don't want to take the car on the road. And uh, so I, if I if I need to go to a shop, I'm walking to a shop. So I'm only bringing back what I can carry. And if I go up for my exercise, it's a walk. I try and t- I try and walk once a week and then drive once a week just to make sure the car's still okay. Hmm. But I'm a bit further from a decent sized supermarket than you, to be yeah. honest. I do like the fact that there is less traffic. I do like the fact that it is quieter. Of course, mm-hmm. who doesn't? I mean, you'd be insane not to. But. I worry that, that that one aspect is then grabbed and gone, ah, see, everything can be this, and that's not... Level one thinking will be deployed, is my worry. But it would... But, but it, Yes, that would be nice, but unfortunately all the other things that get us to this under normal circumstances have not been applied. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, right, moving on, and it is the news that I... Th- think it came out today that yeah it was it was this morning okay it's today the as we record this the festival is unexceptional is now being postponed until july 2021 uh, not a mega surprise but it's officially been announced now so that's a shame um but you know mm-hmm. it's, it's gonna they have declared that it's gonna happen next year so that's good yes exactly same place same time i believe essentially that's, well they're, what they're trying <laughs> they're trying yeah 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 well, I hope so, because it seemed like quite a good place, because it was about 45 minutes from me. It's all about you, isn't it? It's and it was 45 me. minutes from me on nice roads as well, so I was quite, oh, quite happy with me. that. Yeah. But before we go on to the next article, ladies and gentlemen, please do charge your glasses. Oh, you see, you assigned the articles, so it's entirely uh-huh. down to you. So... Yeah, if, if you don't like this this week's running order, do please contact Andrew. I am happy all, to ignore all, all complaints. The, he did all the work on it. Yeah. yeah, we were talking the other week about Ferrari. And we were talking about what they've been doing about just staff well-being and getting people back to work and all these kind of things. And they've started the testing phase today. I, certainly the press release came out today saying they were starting, the te- starting uh, testing employees okay. uh, and employees' families and stuff that we talked about last week. Okay. Uh, but it's quite... But other car companies have been doing similar things, and not necessarily just starting this year. One such is Toyota, 
Yes, take a drink. <laughs> but there's a, an article out on the Automotive 30 Club website about just what they're doing and how they're looking after uh, the sort of physical, financial, mental well-being of their staff. And this isn't something that they've just started in in March. This is something that they, they rolled out last year and that's, that, that, that they've put in place already, but it was good timing and it, it hopefully is helping folk. Yeah, because we know that a lot of Toyota employees that could quickly moved on to working from home. Um, we've mm -hmm. seen one particular... Uh, PR chap complaining about how busy he is now he's at home yeah. uh, so <laughs> so we know that that's worked but it but it, I, I thought it was really interesting um, because it, it's uh, an interview with uh, Carla Henson who is senior manager HR business partnering and experience at Toyota mm -hmm. GB so it I thought it was important for us to highlight that it's that companies are making the effort and do understand that that staff are really important it's not just a tick box exercise that perhaps some companies have done in the past not necessarily the automotive industry but some companies that i've experienced in the past have have de it's definitely been a tick box yes we we really think our employees are important okay we mm -hmm. can show a certificate in the entrance foyer that'll do <laughs> now on we go but they are taking this very seriously toyota's uh, and they are trying to um, trying to make sure that their staff are healthy uh, healthy well and and therefore happy and able to to work better there was, there was a tweet today actually from from them one of the, the corporate tweets which was about the uh you know all the customer service advisors are all working from home as well right okay but the sad thing was there was a picture of the office that they're normally in and it was all empty but everybody's poor pot plants oh, and cuddly yeah. toys they all looked so lonely I think so. somebody needs to needs to you know be able to go in and sort of gather up and redistribute the appropriate toys, uh, cuddly toys, and water the pot plants and stuff, which is yeah, absolutely by the by. Water the pot plants, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to move on now to an article in Company Car today that uh, Daniel Puddicum wrote, and uh, I thought this was interesting because it's talking about how the two biggest car EV car sharing organizations in London left in February to barely a whimper in fact no noise whatsoever from any of the politicians etc considering the mayor of London's big hoo-ha scheme to reduce private car requirements and improve air qualities and all the rest of it you'd think an EV car sharing scheme would be something that would be right up their alley to want to include. Now, this was interesting because when I saw this at first, I thought, oh, boy, another COVID story. And it isn't. It's nope. nothing to do with that at all. And it's it's a weird one, and it's all to do with London. Mm -hmm. the unique and special way. <laughs> it, it's it is a unique and special way that London is put together. So the challenge with London, of course, is that it's made up of 33 different boroughs. Who obviously, obviously, for ease of running things that would run across the, the capital, will all work together and be yeah. signed up to things all together and help each other for the greater good, right? Yeah. No. Okay. Absolutely not. So 33 of them... And if you want to, for example, with these have EV car club charging points and all these kind of things, then you have to, to negotiate with each of those 33 different boroughs 
as to where you can put your car club cars and where they can go and if you can have spaces and if there's going to be on-street charging. It's why parking in London, I mean, people go on and on about, about EV charging and how difficult it is and how many apps you need. Have you tried paying street parking in central London? You need about four different apps on your phone. Well, at the minute, you're lucky to, if you take a, a private car into central London, if you're not actually taken and flogged in public, aren't you? Well, it's not actually that bad. The thing is, the congestion zone has worked so well, you can always find street parking in uh, central Uber London. Never parks. Well, that's it. They never park. They just stop on the double yellows, and as soon as someone's showing up, they move on. There's actually loads of street parking. It's not that cheap, unless you have a hybrid or an EV, in which case, all of a sudden, you only have to pay for the first 10 minutes worth of charge, and then you can get the maximum allowance for the rest of the time for free. So, actually, it doesn't work out that expensive either if you've got a hybrid or an EV. But that's not the point in this. I'll tell you why these failed. Do you know why? Because Blue City, so Blue City is part of Bolori. Cars were pretty much the same, sort of refurbished versions of the ones which failed in Paris as well. Mm-hmm. But for completely different reasons, of course, because in Paris, basically, people would break into them and camp in them and do drugs in them and wee all over them and all sorts of other lovely things. Yeah. But here, what happened was they started out in Hammersmith. And the challenge was the only place that they could actually be really sort of properly parked was in Hammersmith. And then people would drive them into London and just kind of leave them there. Uh. So the people from Blue City and indeed from Drive Now, which has been folded, which was the BMW Mercedes-Benz partnership, which started in 2014 and has been folded globally, really, pretty much globally. Certainly all the US end has closed. Uh, And... And then, so they've had to employ people to basically go into central London, find the cars and bring them back again. Yeah. Return them to base. I saw one of the Blue City ones, uh, one of the last times I was in London, saying park just off Kingsway, blocking one of the few sourced London charges, which ever seems to work, uh, that's just off Kingsway, uh, with parking tickets all over it. Mm. And that's the kind of problem that they've been having with with London. Well, the other thing I noticed from the article that Daniel's uh, Daniel's written is that people were using them a lot at the weekends and not so much in the week, which Mm. it needs to be more sustainable, more level uh, amount of use for all seven days rolling to make it a more sustainable business. But that makes a lot of sense, though, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Because at the weekend, you're going to somewhere out of town... That's where you make your trips to the supermarket, Ikea, wherever you And then back home and drop it where you you got it from. Whereas in town, you have a one-way trip, and then eight hours, and then another one-way trip where you might have decided, oh, you know, actually I'll go for a beer after work with with mates or I'll meet someone in town, and then so you'll just get the tube back again. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, what I really enjoyed from this uh, from this article, so do please click through on the link and go through to page seven because it's a digital magazine. But mm. I really enjoyed the last paragraph where Christina Calderato. Yeah, I thought Calderato. I think Calderato. Sorry, TFL's head of transport strategy and planning gave a fantastic quote where words were used but didn't really mean anything. Mm. <laughs> It's it's one of those it's it's not quite a I'm sorry if you feel that way but it's not far off one of those classic classic uh, I will answer a question using words and I will throw them together so it sounds like they almost mean something but they don't 
<laughs> just yeah. for it, for the lols, click through and read that. Yeah, it's it's a fine piece of it's a fine piece of uh, word salad. Mm. Really, is. right? Yeah. Tell us how there is no such thing as zero emissions. Oh, I wasn't sure whether to laugh or cry when I read this. And it's a report. Let's put it into context first. It's a report from a company called Emissions Analytics. Now, Emissions Analytics are quite interesting in that they are not... Often we read stuff out and we go, ha-ha, but it's the work of an attention-seeking... One of these attention-seeking think tanks or one of these things, or yeah. you sit there and you, you and I go, mm, yes, but who's paying for this? Yeah. And apply our nasty, evil cynicism to it. And emissions, emissions analytics have a fantastic reputation for being incredibly independent. Well, they were the people. On you go, because you're about to say what I was going to say. They were the people that we were referring to in the break dust particle mm -hmm. article uh information articles uh two weeks ago yes and also which wasn't what i was going to say uh, i was going to say that were they not to do with breaking the 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 whole diesel gate yep. thing in the first place so yep. yes that's and if anybody would have had their methods and thoughts and sourcing and funding tested you can bet it would be emissions analytics and emissions analytics on diesel gate went out there to try and prove that the diesel was actually cleaner by the way yeah, that was the whole background to it. So if they're saying stuff, I tend to believe it. They they have the science and the data and the information to back up their statements. So mm -hmm. this is this is a an organization stroke company that we do listen to. Yes. Yeah, Seriously, they are worth listening to. We we to. do not just poo-poo what they're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, and if their stuff was poo-pooable, you can bet that they would be been poo-pooed from here to kingdom come. Yes, whole regiments disbanded. Yes. So what they were doing was... <laughs> Goodness. So they put out a, a little, a short article, really, on the, basically, the, the fallacy of zero emissions and what they describe as the recurrent scourge of technology preference. Mm. And what they were doing was they were trying to compare actual emissions between internal combustion engine versions of a car, plug-in hybrid versions, and full ev versions and it was based around and not just based on tailpipe but also the sort of complete and running what, what do we it's call the it? environmental footprint isn't it it's environmental it's the full environmental footprint not just the not just the cost of fueling it be that via electrons or via dinosaurs juice or some combination of the two yeah have I covered that, do you think? Yeah. Uh, and and looking at that. So and it's the outcomes of that are pretty pretty interesting. So they've taken a couple of examples. They've got a Taycan Turbo S, a Tesla Model S, a Panamera 4E hybrid, and a Panamera 4 internal combustion engine, three liter petrol. So not a silly one or anything like that. And they're looking at particulates from tires from the exhaust looking at all the other stuff brakes uh brakes as so, well so, i mean they break it down uh, on their on their uh, chart in there that it's it's to do with combined mpg tailpipe co2 life cycle co2 so that is uh getting the actual fuel to drive the vehicle as well mm -hmm. as make it and all the rest of these things there's the tailpipe nitrogen oxides tailpipe carbon dioxide or carbon um emissions 
tailpipe particulate emissions and mm-hmm. non-tailpipe particulate emissions. So that's your brake dust, your tyres, like the thing we talked about a couple of weeks yeah. ago. So they are really looking at the whole thing of a of a car. And that's where this whole zero emissions is a fallacy because, of course, to create a car, even if you came up with a new super-duper thing that lasted forever and mm-hmm. never needed any, it only used solar power or something like that, some thing of the future... To make it, you've still got to be using resources. Yes. And running it, no matter how you're running it, you are still consuming things and exuding particulates and all Mm -hmm. these kind of things. Just because... And the point is that actually the tire wear increases on the electrics. Yep. And because they are bigger, heavier, and all these kind of things. Although the brakes do decrease and the the, the hybrid, they expect that to, to... kick in more as well so it's really quite interesting and it shows that there's no simple answer to all of this and there is a trade-off who'd have thought it a complex issue has complex parts that make it up rather than it being a one line will fix Mm. everything who knew that alan it's a decision exactly so basically you've got to decide where you want to be on the sort of gaseous emissions versus particulate emissions axes I th- I think you should make a, uh, a decision tree of this, Alan, and we can patent it and sell it on to all OEMs so they can help people buy the right car for them. Yeah, right. Nobody will pay any attention whatsoever. <laughs> but that, that was it, really. It, it's, it's a balance. It's not that one is better than the other. It just depends whether you want more particulates or... or you know, what your use is gas. as well and all these, these other things that uh... have to come into it. So yeah, but but I, I was I was really interesting to see as tailpipe emissions do become cleaner, and they are becoming cleaner. They're not where they oh, need yeah. to be, but they are becoming cleaner. Then the fact that other elements of a vehicle do affect us as people and the environment are becoming better known. So we need to consider all these things. Absolutely, and it's not as if we are exactly um, exactly poo-pooers of the. I'm poo-pooing lots tonight. Poo-poo. <laughs> There's the title. <laughs> no, don't. Please don't. Please don't. It's not as if we're anti-EV. No, anyone who's listened to us for any time knows that we love tech, mm. as long as it's the right tech for the right job. Yeah. Actually, we just quite like tech, to be honest. That too. Anyway, it's normally guilt minute. Obviously, right at the minute, we're not guilting you into giving money to us. Uh, there are plenty more people who who are even more deserving uh, than we are. So and that could well begin at home. Yep. But if you feel that you do have cash uh, burning a hole in your pocket and you would like to donate to something, then we would recommend that you donate the amount that you would have given to us to a relevant charity to you or to your locality. If you're stuck, you're not sure which, you're not sure who, then we recommend the Mission Motorsport COVID-19 Response Fund. Uh, Mission Motorsports try and put in place the framework they need to support their beneficiaries remotely and to enable the community and camaraderie that they foster so well in person to take place online. There's a link in our show notes that you can use to donate and to find out more, possibly in the opposite order. Yes, please do if you can. Right, Formula E, Alan. Formula E have issued a statement. Uh, in all seriousness, they have issued a uh, statement updating the calendar. Uh, so they have applied red flags to the months of May and June. Uh, and what that means is that the Berlin e can't take place on June the 21st anymore. 
Uh, July is now a yellow, so a yellow indicates a time window when they might restart racing. Uh, and green, of course, means that they do plan on holding the races. So right at the minute, no Berlin Epre. There isn't a mention in this release about them rescheduling. Well, because it's a red month, it means that they're not rescheduling. They have just cancelled. They would still be looking to reschedule stuff if it was yellow. Yeah, that's it. They're looking at a number of different things, looking using permanent tracks, uh, introducing double headers, extending the season, uh, and also the idea of staging races behind closed doors as well. Mm. But not just that, because they've started some esports as well. Yeah, they did. Uh, last weekend was the start of their new competition, which is a fundraising uh, initiative in partnership with UNICEF. And that's the Race at Home Challenge. And it's a nine-week Race Royale-style esports <laughs> competition featuring all the teams and drivers from Formula E Championship as well as other invited selected uh, guest drivers. So some of them are from the world of e-racing and some of them are other uh, professional drivers who've been asked to get involved. And some of them actually go out of the house, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> See the light of day. Yeah, uh, one of whom was uh, is, is uh, Charlie Martin. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Uh, whom I was chatting to last night. Well, actually, a whole bunch of us were chatting. It just happens that Charlie and I were both there and chatting. And, yeah, she was saying that the the setup for this is crazy cruel. So there's quite a lot, quite a few of them. It's a kind of the race royale part. It comes from the qualifying. Basically, if you don't get in the qualifying, only if you're in the top, 15 or 16 i thought i had it in front of me but i don't i can't see it now yeah only if you're in the top 15 or 16 uh after the, the sort of very quick three lap or so qualifying uh do you actually get to race all oh, right three laps three laps for qualifying it's it, i think it is yeah so it's an out uh one and, and back maybe but she was saying that the the skill level is is phenomenal absolutely crazy and that people that you expect to be incredibly high up and who have fantastic ratings on many of the these sort of sim games and uh, online racing games and stuff, just in the in the tens, you know, down qualifying in fifteenth and sixteenth and stuff. Mm. She was saying it's it's tough. It's great to be invited. She really enjoyed it, but gosh, it's hard. Yeah. I noticed looking at the eRacing 365 article, which will be linked in the show notes, that from uh, this coming weekend, they're going to have the normal commentary team of Jack Nichols, mm. Nicky Shields and Dario Franchitti doing their remote remote presentation. And uh, because they'll be, uh, as it says in this article, adhering to social distancing measures, <laughs> in case we're in any doubt. Uh, but I think that message can never be reiterated enough for everybody. <laughs> It's going to be on every weekend now for until... When was the closed date? I've lost it. Oh, it's the uh, June the 13th. It's the grand final. June the 13th. So there'll be... It'll be like a normal... It'll be the normal presentation team that we're used to, definitely in the UK. Mm -hmm. uh, Calling the action. For those who prefer a more professional lilt to the commentary team, this should be right up your alley to go with the incredibly good driving. (laughs) I think they're they're great. You see, it's I don't know. I've discovered lots about my about how I like to consume racing when I'm not at a race so far this <laughs> summer. Uh, but I think that Jack Nichols is 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 really good commentator, really yeah. really good commentator. And I like 
and I, I enjoy listening to Dario Franchitti as well. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, between the two of them, that should be very enjoyable. Just a couple of extra notes as we're in the uh, e-racing section, as it's just become. Um, it seems there is, to have become, yeah. Uh, a new e-racing series beginning again this weekend, and that is GT World Challenge. They did a one-off race with GT racers, again, the best of the sim racers out there and that sort of thing, YouTubers. And from that, they've created a, a full proper competition where there's going to be three tiers. The top two tiers are professional drivers. One of the tiers is the professional GT racers from the series. The third tier is going to be the best of the e-racing sim racers, stroke YouTube streamers taking part and at the end of it the 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 best of each of those three tiers will get together and have a final race and we'll see who is the best overall but that looks a fantastic one there is going to be a link in the show notes if you happen to be uh, someone who thinks you can uh, wield a pedal digitally quite well and might want to give it a crack uh, then you can follow through but um, that looks like a, a decent one to to try and follow um, we're, we're now getting a lot of e-racing for us to enjoy. Uh, and again, your your own preferences when it comes to why you would watch it will come to the fore. Do you know what's really good? Sorry. Any time at the weekend you sit down, you're about to do something, you think, I wonder if there's some race coverage on. There is. <laughs> yes. Or, or there's a repeat. <laughs> That's oh, or, or I could go. Or I could go watch repeat. Yes, but 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 it's the fact that you go. All right, what's what's live? Yeah, absolutely. I got. I can I add another quick one in. Mm-hmm. So I tweeted at the week the weekend that I was watching the VLN series, the Le Mans one. Ah, I saw the reply from someone on that, <laughs> and and I was a little bit upset because I got sort of told off that no, it wasn't being shown by this is the race or we are the race, <laughs> the race. And it was like. This was when it was read out. It was like, oh, well, actually, we're on this. And it was like, that's not what it says on my YouTube beer that I'm watching it on on my Kia iPad at the kitchen table. <laughs> and it was just a bit weird. So so be aware that just because it's one thing, it might not be them, but it might be something. I don't know. Yeah. Just to, just to round this out, though, uh, the one channel, the one streaming channel that we both agree on is Actual Visions, mm-hmm. and this weekend he's doing a 24-hour race around the Nurburgring with a load of other of the top YouTube racers and sim racers out there. It's it's typically a three-man, three or four-man team to do this, but it also coincides with his Logitech giveaway that happens at the end of each month. So if you fancy winning a steering wheel or a headset or speakers the speakers might be more tricky because of the way it's done there are different ways in which to try and win these things so you need to go to his channel over the weekend to see if you can be lucky enough to win one of the giveaways that's happening for 23 months with logitech which is a fantastic partnership that's brilliant absolutely fantastic partnership if you just again another little quick one i've said this on twitter before but in case you've missed it if you have an xbox and you have the gold live subscription then project cars 2 is the uh, Xbox One game for the month that you can download, and once you've downloaded, you keep it. For, you keep it forever. But the mm-hmm. offer to do that for free runs out at the end of the month. So if you're thinking of dabbling in a racing game or fancy giving it a go, Project Cars Two is really good. It's it's an older game, but it's an excellent game. It's the one I race on once a week, 
um, with uh, the distinctly average racing league. And <laughs> the name is deliberate, by the way. <laughs> it is a distinctly average name, yes. Yes. Uh, so give it a whirl. Download- it doesn't cost you anything to download it. And even if, if you don't like it, you've not lost out. But you may enjoy it and you may want to uh, do more of it. So there. Uh, and talking of the distinctly average racing league, <laughs> decided the organising committee have decided to put a twist into the season. The organising committee? How yeah. many of you are there? Uh, there's it's about eight If we're all there, there's about 14 or 15 of us. All oh, right, OK. Uh, but we're never all there at once. Um, but the uh, organising committee decided that they would put a twist into this season. So we're going to be doing uh, rallycross in the next round on Thursday night in the snow using touring cars. <laughs> What's the point? It's just you're not just all going to end up in the in the in the walls. There, there is there is an awful lot of the last time we did rally crossing in the dry, many people were on roofs and oh okay because they they didn't get the jumps right. Normally we're on a track in the touring cars, just to be mm. clear, and it's it's much more sensible than recognisable yeah. racing. But this is just a let, little let, let's let's see if this survives longer than a week. This is a we? little wild card throw in but uh but anyway is, is there a way this. that people can watch this foolishness? There, there might be streaming by one of the people um but there isn't an official stream yet okay. it's something that's being considered right so anyway i've ta- i've taken up way too much time there yeah lots of lots of e-racing talk tonight there wasn't a lot of new news so we didn't intentionally pad it that way no. uh, so lunchtime read lunchtime read is from uh major gav over at petrolblog.com I don't know if people have been watching his videos on YouTube. You should have been performing archaeology this weekend. (laughs) Almost literally. But yeah, this week, there's a story on there about the man who bought nine Renault Avant team. Bought a fleet of them for his IT company. Sadly, there were only the two-liter petrol and uh, rather than the three-liter V6. But all the same, he, he basically bought the biggest fleet of Avant team anywhere. In the world. It was literally, it's an in the world. And then he went to school to Octavia and then BMW i3s. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, read the story. It's 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 excellent. It is. It is. As anyone who's been following us for a while knows, Major Gav writes a, a good article. Mm-hmm. But in these unusual times, there is a bonus. There's a lunchtime watch that I saw thanks to... Uh... Joe Hallenberg on yes. Twitter. Yeah, sorry, Joe. And he tweeted out that the Peterson Automotive Museum is doing a full one-hour tour of the museum vault. So there is your viewing pleasure for tomorrow. <laughs> for extra bonuses, in the Peter the Peterson vault, there should be, or at least there were, or there was, the Isuzu v- VX2 and VX4 concept cars, which is a convertible Isuzu V-Cross with VX2 which appeared in a movie, and I've now forgotten what movie. But also there's VX4, which was a five-door. Okay, you can do the maths. Uh, a five-door uh, Veracross concept as well that Isuzu showed, but never put into production either of them, sadly. Mm. There you go. So you might spot them in the background. I took a very quick scroll as I went along the timeline of the YouTube video. I haven't watched it yet. But so I couldn't see if they're actually featured properly. But there's all sorts of stuff, everything from a Renault Four to a Bugatti EB110 to all sorts of race cars. Mm, excellent. Yes, good way to fill an hour. I would say it's almost you could almost use it for homeschooling. I think that's a sensible and wise 
you know, mm-hmm. good parents. It's just would. like going. It's just like going on a museum tour. Good parents would do it as homeschool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yours have no chance. Yeah, no. <laughs> right, <laughs> list of the week. Now this ties in with autocar. Now I noticed something after Alan discussed how Autocar had come forward with a, with four articles on how to give us our automotive fix in these times. Uh, and it occurred to me later, I thought, hang on a minute, there's a glaring omission. How de- how very dare they? There's nothing about podcasts. We are almost the Autocar podcast. <laughs> we are the Autocar of podcasting. What uh, we've done is we've created a list of automotive podcasts we think you should, if you have the time, give a listen to if you weren't already. So I split these mm-hmm. up into old-timers, the middle-aged, and younglings. Because... There's a lot of brand-new stuff coming out. Well, there is. Which, is, which I think is brilliant, by the way. I, I, we've we've said this right from the start. Yes. Right from when it was just us and Gareth Jones on speed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who remembers those heady days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so go through the links in the show notes. But a couple of just quick mentions. You've just mentioned Gareth Jones on speed, obviously the granddaddy of it all in the UK. When it comes to podcasts, I mean, he's, he's was it 12, 13 years they've been going? 15. 15. 15. Oh my gosh. They were doing their 10 years just as we started. Was that then? Oh, dear. Time yeah. has flown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are a part inspiration for us actually starting as well. So it's blame it on Gareth. Uh, <laughs> but there are others that are out there. So if you like an electric vehicle type news, there's the EV News Daily, which is very good. It comes out daily. But it's not very long, so don't worry if that's if that's a, a problem for you. There's the Auto Movie Podcast. Oh, we like that. Which is which is great because that's all about the cars and motorsport in TV and films, and that's that's a great um, conversation that they they have about various things. Mm-hmm. You're going to say something? No, I've just remembered something for the um, for the parish notes at the end. Yes, I've ju- I've probably just remembered something very similar as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's of there's collecting cars podcast. If you if you ever want to feel inadequate about your own interview podcast, uh, just wait till somebody really good comes along and does it and knocks it out of the park, which is what Chris Harris's and Edward Lovett have done. So uh, whilst I love it, I hate them. I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> but also, there's so honesty. Honesty. There is new ones that have come out. Um, uh, Drive Nation, which is the the podcast version of Dan Prosser and Andrew Frankel who have done a fantastic job on Instagram. I think they've they've done something unique and really special and owned the way they've done it on Instagram. It's really good stuff they've got on Instagram. I, I, I listened to their Nürburgring episode earlier on because I hadn't, just hadn't had a chance to listen, uh, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Just super informative about stuff. Yeah. Uh, Smith and Sniff. You will have heard of uh, or seen Johnny Smith and uh, Sniff Petrol with their YouTubes. Well, now they've got audio versions. It's superb. It's like the opposite end of the spectrum from what I've just said about the Drive Nation one. (laughs) It was really informative and I learned lots. I didn't know there was a, there'd been a Sudschleife to the, to the Nürburgring, for example. 
can't say I learned facts on that level from from Sniff and Smith, but I did chuckle my way through it as I was working today. Yeah, there's uh, another new one called Us Lot Sessions, and that's from Lotus Cars. And these are conversations with owners of Lotus and those who've uh, who've helped to make Lotus what they are. Uh, this is excellent, really good conversations. Uh, I've I've enjoyed the ones I've heard so far. I saw Matt Farrow was on it. Yeah, and and Anstead. Yes, I haven't listened to them yet, but that's just a time thing. I'm sorry. Yeah, they got one of the engineers as well, whose name has escaped me, and I apologise deeply. Gavin, somebody. Yeah, so, so that's really good. Our WRC source of information of choice is Dirtfish, and they have a podcast out called Spin the Rally Pod. That's excellent as well. Talking of spin, well, there's virtually brand new in the last few days is spinning wheels podcast from paul woodford and guy smith paul woodford of course has been a guest on rear view uh, and they're talking about all things motorsports and they get special guests in as well to chat so there's one episode out so far with that i'm part way through that thoroughly enjoying that uh, and there's another one i came across this evening called talking shop the morgan podcast another friend of the show alex goy drink <laughs> after last week <laughs> uh, he's the presenter of the podcast and that's where he chats to guests who are part of the Morgan community in some shape or form again one podcast out with that so far it's Alex So and Alex started in podcasting again another rear view guest yes and just excellent as ever I, I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy pretty much anything Alex does so yeah. so there's that as well as all that don't forget that there are 62 Episodes of Rearview? Yes, I think so. 62, 60, 62 or 63 uh, off the top of my head. Uh, episodes of Rearview there. So so don't don't forget that you can go, if you've not listened to those, despite somebody talking down his own interview technique, which is better than my interview technique, then they are well worth a good old listen. Yes, I'm not saying that they're bad. It's just I, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear somebody who's better than me. Thank you. well no danger of that with me cool excellent that brings us to the end finally this week doesn't it it does does right and we're back to youtube again i'm sorry but we're sorry but not sorry (laughs) i'm not sorry at all yes the chaps from autocar are teaching us how to shoot in a movie car chase yes it's six and a half minutes of silliness it involves Audi estate cars and Ford Ranger Raptors. And a Nerf gun. It's awesome. And a Nerf it's, gun. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Go take some time and watch it. Yes. That's that's that. Mm-hmm. I think. It is. Uh, and that pretty much sums us up around us up this week. It does. As ever, we've been worried all the way through this that there wasn't going to be enough news. And yet somehow we seem to have eked it out and have talked for 47 minutes. Mm. Also, probably less by the time you listen to it. Uh, so, parish notes this week. Tomorrow night. Yes, I, I know. Uh, so, tomorrow night, speaking of Alex Goy, again... Oh, gee, we might as well just have him on as a presenter. <laughs> uh, speaking of Alex, again, so Alex and Andrew have gone all of this time without ever having seen Ronan. And they have set themselves up on a hot virtual date tomorrow night... Yes. To watch Ronin and have a tweet along at the same time. So 8 o'clock tomorrow night, have yourselves queued up because it's on Netflix at the minute. It is. Or if you've got a DVD, there you go. Then at 8 o'clock, we'll be pressing play and we'll be watching watching, uh, Robert De Niro 
in the very dark and gloom of Paris. Oh, I thought it was the one with Jason Statham in the BMW in the south of no. Paris. No. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be a long couple of hours for us tomorrow night, but hey. Oh, but, if, but you lot have been ever so good to me. It's not like you've reminded me every couple of months or so to say, have you not watched it? So this is finally, I mean, this it, it will mark a... It will, will mark a, a line in Andrew and I's relationship as friends where we can put a line and go, now you have finally <laughs> seen, exactly, seen Ronan. Uh, so, you know, we can all brace ourselves for the for the bad Irish accents, brace us, uh, Northern Irish no, spoiler, accents. Spoiler brace alert, come on. Brace ourselves for the south of France. You know these bits, everybody said this bit. And, and just thoroughly enjoy it. Hopefully, yes. God, I hope I do after all this time. So do I, actually. <laughs> I do. I rewatched it recently, and I, I, I do. So, yes, please please do join us and watch along with us, because mm-hmm. the, the more the merrier. The, the, I, would, I, I would really enjoy it if you were, as many of you as possible who wanted to, watched along with us and, and contributed while I yeah. am astounded by certain aspects of the film and make those ast- astoundednesses known. On Why Twitter. have the wheels changed again? All these kind of things. Other piece of extracurricular activity. I did a sort of test thing last night with a bunch of us just chatting, really, on Zoom. It's going to be... It's car people, by the way, everyone. It's car it? people, It's not just yes, random bunch of, people. Bunch he's, he's, he's not, us, he's not people Zoom-bombed. Like <laughs> no, I haven't Zoom-bombed. <laughs> I just went in and... Uh, <laughs> all these kids in this classroom they were ever so confused <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen to us unsurprisingly uh, so no a bunch of car people are from all different parts of car stuff I mean lots that you'll know some that you might not know I didn't until last night to be honest we got together last night to just try and see if, if it was something that might work just a little bit of chat and a little bit of talking about stuff uh, and I think we're going to try and do it next Monday again and there was some talk of streaming it, so more details as I know them. Okay. Well, once once you know them, I'll we'll tweet it out. Yeah, we will do. And that's just about it for parish notes for this week. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, folks, that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts with the show, or at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of MotoringPodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Don't forget about about the mission motorsport fundraiser that's going on at the minute Uh, and don't forget that you can leave ratings and reviews on apple podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing andrew if people want to get in touch and people want to follow along tomorrow night what's the best way that they can do that best way to do that is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people want to talk to you about how fun it was putting on 103 stickers on a radio controlled car what's the best way for them to do that it's definitely twitter where i'm at ajp bradley b-i-a-d-l E-Y. Uh, we will be back next week. But until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe staying home.